Are we all excited now? Episode 186 of the podcast. It's the World Cup. Chance for us to do some predictions and look like idiots. I am, as always, joined by KC. Hello. And we also have good friend of ours. He has been on before, but not that often. Uh, Alex Benison. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, not bad, are you? Yeah, I'm really good. I, I, I knew it had happened. I wasn't bothered for the World Cup. Now it's the day before. I'm quite excited. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, obviously, we need an alternative since title. And after the news this week, you're there, you're in the desert, boiling hot. You're excited for the football. You need a beer. You just look around and go, you're out there, beer baron, and I'll find you. No, no you, you won't. won't. Inshallah. Won't. <laughs> 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 so uh, obviously I just said I am actually I have become excited because I'm a massive hypocrite and I knew I would be how are your levels for the World Cup now now that it's like nearly here I'd, I'm I'm really excited for it because I love tournament football and, mm. and I know it's I know it's a lot better when you can feasibly sit outside in a beer garden and expect to only get wet because people have chucked their pints in the air when England have scored as opposed to now, because you know it's November, but um, yeah, can't wait. There's, there's something magical about four games of football on TV a day, just one staggered after the other. Yeah, I, I am actually quite buzzed. Like, I didn't think I'd be this excited to watch Ecuador versus Qatar as what I actually am now. <laughs> It's it's going to be ridiculous when we see that towards uh, oh Ecuador v Qatar did fifteen million live views. <laughs> Quarter of the country was watching it. <laughs> I, uh, it I it's always it's always the case, isn't it? As soon as it gets here, you just become excited. Yeah, it is. A, it's strange. Like it's taken a while, for, I think, for a lot of people to be sucked into World Cup fever. Um, especially because it's fucking freezing outside, but it does feel some, something does feel a little bit more special about it at the moment. I think there's something I quite like about the idea that you've got players who we are literally a week out from the season, most of them are still pretty fresh because they had a summer off, so you so you are getting players that I think for the most part are in top top shape as well as compared to the end of season where there is always that bit of you're looking at some of the some of the high you know the highest quality players who are currently playing like their 73rd game of the season yeah I was actually going to bring this up do you think that that is going to more than offset the fact because normally they'd have a couple of weeks training together and an ability to sort of get into tournament mode, maybe in a bit more because you'd play, you know, two, maybe three friendlies before the tournament, get yourself really set up, get trained up. And in this, it's more come in four days, your first game. Do you think that the not being as knackered will offset the lack of training together? Or do you think it might take a couple of weeks before the quality sort of ramps up a little bit? There's, there's some teams that that's going to benefit and there's some teams that that's really going to hinder like if you look at Germany for example and the players that they've taken it's going to work in their favour because their attacking lineup pretty much play together 
doing it week in week out basis so teams like that are gonna probably benefit more from this it might take a while for a few other teams to get going but i think that adds to the air of unpredictability between it it's a shame that it's mid-season and there's a few players that have had to miss out because of injuries but injuries are going to happen whether it's at the end of a season or midway through a season like Mane being out for Senegal if he does still you know taking his tendon off his tibia or whatever it is that he's actually done and had to go for surgery for it he still might not have been back fully fit at the end of the season anyway so it's a shame to see some players have to miss because of that but that injuries can happen at any point in the season so it's it's all up in the air but i do think some teams will take a a few weeks to properly get jellied together and properly play at this tournament mm. yeah it's it's gonna be weird i'm i'm just hoping because it like the first round of games for instance they're normally quite negative out because no one wants to lose the first one so i'm just hoping that we don't see that this time and it, if it can just get off to a flyer and Everyone no, can get sucked mate, in. If you're an England fan, you'll be seeing that in the second and third game as well. Just yeah. don't lose them. Don't lose any of them. Don't win them. <laughs> Just don't lose them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's, there's a lot of that. Um, obviously, that is only a very brief intro. The truth is, this is mostly just going to be us predicting shit because there's quite a lot to get through. Well, we've been so successful at predicting things related to Leeds United and, you know, and, and English football, we thought... Why not do take this to a global level? Yeah, why not do no <laughs> research at all? Because I've been at work all day. Yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is how we do it. But I am going to do to tactics what Jesse Marsh does. To fuck. I'm going to do it to predictions what Jesse Marsh does to tactics is what I was going for. Just so vibes. Have, I thought you were going to say, I'm going to do to tactics what Jesse Marsh does to tactics. <laughs> what, just vibes? <laughs> just ruin them. <laughs> By the way, just as an aside, have you said he said today that uh, if he'd have had Rodrigo when he was young, he'd have turned him into the best striker in the world? It's a bold claim, Cotton. Yeah, <laughs> see if it pays <laughs> off for him. <laughs> um, so, the points on this, I've, I have noted stuff down, but you probably want to, uh, you, you may want to say that some are worth more or less, because I've just done it very quickly. But we'll start with the obvious. Um, I should jokingly now do a really out there one, but no. Uh, Alex, who do you think is going to win the World Cup? Um, I didn't. I didn't want to pick these because I thought it would be a really boring answer. But at the same time, I don't think you can look, look past the quality they've got in a team. So I have gone Brazil. As soon as you started talking, I started typing B R, <laughs> which e, it's e, e. Look, they, the favourites. The favourites for a reason, and they've got about eight world class attackers and Richarlison. Casey, uh, <laughs> uh, well, ultimately, you know, football at the end of the day is a game where twenty-two men enter a field, slug it out for ninety minutes, and at Start the end of the typing. day. And at the end of the day, Germany win. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, I am very glad to say that we have gone for three different ones. I haven't gone full romantic of England winning, but I have gone first. Yeah. What I have gone for is what I think is the, re the real. If, if England can't win it, what I'd probably what would be the most romantic story, and that's Messi finally wins the World Cup. So I've gone for Argentina. Um. 
I was thinking maybe Senegal, now that they've you know, lost the dead weight of, of Mane, now they're really going to kick on and... Really go for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we may as well follow straight on. This one I am a little bit more out there with, so I'll start. But uh, for the golden boot, I've gone for one because I think there's a team that are going to blitz their group and then get knocked out in either the last 16 or quarters. But I think that they might score so many goals in the group that they might get the top scorer. And this is also because it'll piss all the Leeds fans off because we nearly signed him. So I'm going for Cody Gakpo. <laughs> I think he's going to start. I think they're going to score a shit ton of goals in the group. And I think he's going to be on about six by the end of the group stage and end up winning it. Uh, I I have gone with with the boring option here, and I've gone with Harry Kane I mean, because he again there's, he there's, won it last time, I, I, and you know he did that mostly against it was Panama, wasn't it? He mostly got those goals against. They um, mostly come against Panama, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I feel like if we if we go for it against Iran, it could be a similar deal in which he might have the golden boot stitched up before we've even got out of the group. Sorry, I'm just going to mention this now, what I was going to title this uh, podcast, but I couldn't because people would get mad on Twitter and not read it properly. Uh, because we're playing Iran, I was going to call it No Surrender to the IRAN. <laughs> <laughs> it's where the link just cuts off the N at the yeah, end. Uh, but they just, it'd go wrong, wouldn't it? <laughs> Did you see Jerry Adams tweeted out about that? Because the Iran badge in FIFA is IRA. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, uh, uh, Alex, who have you got for top scorer? Uh, Casey, I'm really annoyed at you because that was the same person I was going to pick. But for fun, I'm not going to pick Harry Kane anymore. Um, I'll go Romelu Kaku. That is... Uh... That is a shout. To be honest, I haven't been paying as much attention, so I don't know. I mean, he's obviously in better form than he was at Chelsea, but... The other, think... the other thing with him, because I did I did look at him, and he... And he, to be honest, it was the case with quite a few of the players at the Euros that Lukaku didn't do particularly well at the, at the last Euros, mm-hmm. did he? Because I think he was one of those that was in everyone's fantasy team at the start, and I think got dropped but... after, after the group he... stages. But neither did Belgium as a whole. Yeah. Like it's since since World Cup twenty eighteen, they've not really other than in qualifying, because for some reason in qualifying they managed to score forty, fifty goals in ten games. Um they just don't seem to be gelling at, at tournaments. But I've got this weird fit like they're opening games against Canada and I think Alfonso Davies is out for it. So in the same vein as Harry Kane, I think Lukaku will score a load of goals in the group and then just get knocked out in like round 16. Yeah. For Canada, I wouldn't have thought Davies would make a difference to how many Belgium score because I'm assuming he plays sort of up top for Canada. <laughs> Rather no, than at left back. I, <laughs> no, but still, points. like he's missing. So they're not going to be as attacking. Yeah. Yeah, it's a. Just one. By the way, uh, four points for winner. I've gone twenty and ten if we're in the final, and for golden boot at the minute, I've got ten and five. But should that be twenty and ten as well? Listen, Jack, I'm happy to go with whatever scoring system your little heart desires. 
Uh, I'll do 20 and five for top three. So you get second or third. Uh, and I will do the same for the next one, which is most assists. Now, I don't know uh, if anyone has anything for this yet. I know I don't. Uh, I've gone. Uh, I do, and I've, I've gone the same vein as you, but I've taken your golden boot winner and put him as the guy with the most assists. I've gone Cody Gappo. Uh, that is... Um, that's us both back in one similar thing, then. Uh, I just... I've also got a theory later on for like, you know, when we're on about players that are going to overachieve and stuff, I've got one that is something to do with Leeds fans being annoyed. Uh, I will. Go oh, Jack. For... No, I think me and you are thinking the same thing. It's when we um, get there. Well, That's for most it. assists, if he was there, I'd maybe consider him. <laughs> um, for most assists, he's playing in a deeper role now, and I think they're going to win it. So, Messi. Yeah, fair. <laughs> he's, he's, he's David Beckhaming the team now. Yeah. Put him at quarterback. Is that, is that just you in agreement, KC? <laughs> uh, no, sorry, sorry, when you started saying that, I, when you, uh, it was the one where you said uh, another thing that annoyed Leeds fans. It was uh, a name that's knocking around in this World Cup. But uh, no, for this one, um, again, I'm going pretty much route one with this and going Kevin De Bruyne. Fair enough. Um, I mean, he is probably the sort of best one. Just if it was purely, if it was a league season, he'd be the one that you'd end up going for, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wait, this one is, this one's a bit weird because on this one, there can be more than one right answer. We'd have to look at the end. Uh, but a team that you think is going to overachieve compared to what people are expecting. I'll uh, yeah, I'll go first with this one. Um, I've gone with Canada. I, th I think the fact that they've made it to this World Cup after it's, you know what is it the last time they were it was the eighties or um, it's been a long time since they were in the World Cup. So I, I certainly they... don't think we were alive. Yeah, um, they have cultivated. I say cultivated. I, this isn't a knock on them because it's the way that international football is now that, you know, they've kind of recruited a number of players who, who weren't going to play for their national side, but they've, they've got a fantastic group of players there at the moment, which I, honestly, I think if they make it out the group stage, I think is probably overachieving still. Yeah, I was just, I was literally just about to say Belgium, Croatia, Morocco. If they get out of the group, I think that we, we'd have to say that you get that. Yeah, but um, no, the one of those teams I look at, and I, I really hope they they have a good showing in this tournament. They they do fly under the radar. Like obviously, if Davies is fit going forward, Davies and Jonathan David up top are both two quality players to have up there. I can't remember if they've taken that Hutchinson that used to play for Besiktas. There was a holding midfielder. But he's a decent little player, so I can see them causing uh, causing problems in the group. But I'm not sure how far they'll actually if if they'll get out of that group. I think I think a lot of people have also underestimated Ian Human and Thomas Radzinski as a as a frontline partnership. 
You know? Yeah, you're definitely right there. I mean, if Ian Hume can recover from his skull fracture, he could be a real player in this tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody Chris Morgan. Uh, uh, for mine, I've gone for Uruguay, which doesn't sound too ridiculous because we've got a they have got a really good squad. But basically, the the, ex, the expectation looking at the draw would be that they come second behind Portugal and then play Brazil. So you'd say last 16. Whereas I think they're going to win that group ahead of Portugal and therefore they'll get to the quarterfinals or better. And I think if they met the last eight, I think saying that they've, that they've beat expectations is probably fair. Yeah, I, I'd say so. Um I don't know. I don't know if he's. I know he's gone with Uruguay, but I don't know if he's fully fit. That uh, Arejo that plays for Barca. I don't know if he's actually fit because I know he had a bit of an injury. But if he is uh, there, they've got they've got a solid player in each part of the field. Yeah, and the middle of midfield, they've got some serious options with a uh, with like Bentancur and. That you know that a really awesome player that plays for Real Madrid whose name has just escaped from my head. Federico Valverde. Yeah, that one. His <laughs> <laughs> his name just went then for a second. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I, he's in my fa- I, I think I put him in my fantasy team and he's still his name still disappeared. Um so I've gone pretty much in the same vein as as Casey of a team that's in a group where it doesn't look like they're going to get out but I've got a feeling they might just sneak and finish second uh, I've gone with Japan that's brave because they're in a group with Spain and Germany yeah I, I mean it will become apparent with another pick that I have later on but I've just if you look at Germ- uh, look at um, Japan's squad on paper they've got some quality players all dotted around their team like yeah. their midfield could rival some pretty big big nations in this tournament yeah and I suppose you'd definitely you'd back them to beat Costa Rica and then it's, it's just a matter they've only got to get one upset then haven't they really yeah and so, there's, so I mean there's, it's unlikely is- but it's possible I mean, I'm not going to plug anything because obviously you're not getting paid to be plugged, but there is a website where you can do your predictions and I predicted Japan to get all the way to the semi-final. So that is Jesus. my big underdog story. So, Well, I mean, we'll did you, get, did we'll you start give... out meaning to do that or did you just kind of find yourself predicting their way to the semi-finals? I, I, I predicted them second and then every, like, the round of 16 tie I went, oh, no, I could see them winning that quarter-final. Oh, I could see them winning that. No, they can't get any further than this. Uh, just co- coincidentally, just because I've had a look, even though Japan are third favourites for their group and Canada are fourth, but both of them are three to one to get out of the group. Yeah. Uh, and I, ca- I can't find a stage of elimination for Uruguay right now, so I don't know if I'm cheaping out. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, I, um, I did get Costa Rica in the work sweepstakes, so I am desperate for them to get a result somewhere in the. Uh, for what it's worth, I got Poland in mind, so I don't think it's very likely. And we've not done one. <laughs> don't you work from home? Yeah, I picked Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've heard they could make it as far as the semis, so. Well, you yeah. Know. 
I it's heard it from a, around. <laughs> from no, from a noted tipster. Uh, <laughs> the the overachieving player, like a player that people aren't expecting anything from. Uh, this one, I suppose, we'll just have to sort of play it by ear, talking to each other. If you suddenly, if you like go, oh, Karim Benzema, then we're allowed to tell you to fuck off. um... I I found this really difficult to choose actually just because my my football knowledge is not what it used to be internationally so when I was looking through teams it was just kind of a case like I either don't know a player well enough to predict that they're gonna like other than me saying this guy because I don't really know who he is or it's, it's a bit of an obvious choice yeah so well, it's sort of I, this is you know when I said there's a player and it's because I think it'll it'll remind me of Leeds players missing out. You know in the way uh Gailey has turned into a world beater after we apparently didn't sign him when we mm. had it sorted. Well, Ecuador's Gonzalo Plata is basically from literally from looking at YouTube is very Rafinha and we were linked to him like mad in the summer and then didn't sign him. Uh, he isn't like, you know, it's not like he's been having some ridiculous season where he ends up all over the place. He's playing for Real Valladolid. Uh, but I think that he's going to start for Ecuador. I think he'll play well. And I think he'll therefore piss off Leeds fans by having a really good tournament. So I'm going for him. Uh, I couldn't pick an overachieving team and not pick a player from that overachieving team, especially if, if you think the game to the semi final. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've gone with Kamada uh, Daichi Kamada who, uh, Is he still out of contract at the end of the season? Yes uh, He'd be incredibly Frank, high uh... up the list Yeah, he'd be incredibly high up the list Of players I would like Leeds to sign Based on what I've seen And I did see a fair bit from their Europa League last year um, I'm going to go with the USA and originally, I was going to just say Brendan Aronson because at that level, he would be overachieving if he, if he has a decent tournament. Yeah. But I've, I've moved slightly and I picked a, a man based on his apparent nickname because when I looked on the MLS website that listed all the squad numbers for the for the Usmond, um, one man was was there with his with his nickname, and it was Anthony Jedi Robinson. Huh. I was unaware that was his nickname. <laughs> no, and it's not something they've done for any other players in the squad. Um, uh, for, for what it's worth, that does also get covered by the leads were really heavily linked to him and then decided not to sign him. And also he's a left-back, so double mad. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm picking him to be my uh, Denzel Dumfries of, of this tournament. Yeah. <laughs> that was a really yeah, it's a good example because he really did break out. Uh, I believe he might be in my fantasy team as well. Uh, going uh, all of them, I've just put down for five points because we cannot, even though we've gone for separate things, we can all be right. Mm. Yeah, because various things can happen. Uh, at the other end, what team is going to flop? Uh, um, which is is never easy to go for, but there's always someone who's like really shite that you don't expect to be. I have gone with Croatia for this one. Um, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's as unexpected now, but 
you know, obviously comparing to what they did in the 2018 World Cup, I just don't think that. I just think that squad has declined. And well, I mean, it makes sense if you're going for Canada to go in the same group. But I mean, Croatia are two to five to get out of that group. They're very much expected to. So if they went out in the group stage, I think that'd be fair. Hmm. Uh, I have gone with Spain. I mean, I knew you were going to say that, but I'm still amazed. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know what it is. Like, d- defensively, d- obviously, when you think of Spain, you think of possession-based football and defensively being sound. And I just don't think they look on paper to be as big of a threat going forward as what they should be, as well as defensively being so sound. Like I think there's a lot. Gaia's pulled out because he's got an ankle injury, and they brought up brought in that uh, Balde from Barca to play left back for him. But he's yeah. probably not going to see much anyway because he's going to be Jordi Alba. But it's a it's the same vein as many uh, as the Croatia side. It's quite an it's an aging at the back with a few bits of young talent, and I just feel like putting pressure on those young players to try and pull out something that a World Cup is just going to cost them. Well, while, yeah. we're, while we're on it as well, uh, you here as, as a Man United fan, when you look at those three goalkeepers and think that David De Gea is not at this tournament. Did you see the thing that came out about the Spanish FA? No. Texting David De Gea, congratulating him on his international retirement, and he replied saying, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Frosty. Yeah. You remember earlier I said Uruguay are going to beat Portugal to that group? Hmm. Yeah, I think they're actually going to beat South Korea to that group and Portugal are going to go out in the group stages. So I'm going to go for Portugal. Again, it's it's another team. I mean, bearing in mind people have been saying this about Portugal since 2016, but um, I, I know they've, they've they have got some younger players in, but it's still very reliant on Ronaldo. Yeah. And Pepe. Who also, I imagine, would be someone who was uh, getting a frosty reception from Bruno Fernandes. Um, Just just to jump into the next category, my flop (laughs) player is Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, Ah, no, fuck off, you can't have that. The main thing that I'm going to say is how few goals does he have to... If they go out and he gets one or, and he gets zero or one, I think that's probably fair. Hmm. Yeah. If they get through and he gets... And then he'll score later in the tournament. Or he's just awful and he gets dropped. <laughs> but we'll come back to that close to the time. Do you have any uh, big... Whether it's big name or just average name that you think is going to be abysmal? <laughs> uh, I've got Killian Mbappé. I just again another one very who had a very let's say mediocre Euros. Again, again would have been in a lot of fancy teams. Obviously, he had that. Um, he did have a really good World Cup in 2018, but for the French side, whenever I've watched France since that World Cup, he seems to be not the vocal point that people think he should be, and I think that's what's going to cost him and that's why I picked him as a flop player because I think the focus is going to be on 
people like Benzema, Kingsley Coleman, people like that for that team. And I think he's going to kind of fall by the wayside for it. If you believe in this sort of thing, there is also the curse where nearly all the World Cup winners are shite the next time round. And oh, France, France have got France previous for France doing it. Got previous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Papa <Boobity> up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Mbappe, which I've just realised, accidentally wrote down for KC, so I'll just move that. <laughs> I've I've gone with Ferran Torres, who has had a pretty poor season so far, and. I just don't see it picking up for Spain. The thing with Torres is, I would have to say, I don't know if he will get in their side anyway. And if he just doesn't play, I don't think you can call him a flop. He'd have to come in and do nothing. I was just looking because he's, <laughs> you know, he's, he's 30, he's 30 odd caps at this point. Um, was playing in the Nations League. Um, oh, right. it probably will if, then. If, if that's not. Ex- I don't know if I can back this up by saying if uh No, you know, know what? I was gonna say I'll have a backup option of Raheem Sterling, but no, I'll, I'll stick with Ferran Torres and if he doesn't play then there's no points for me. Yeah, because like if he doesn't play at all, then there's not really any way around it. But yeah. You know, we'll see what happens with that. Um those are all five as well. Uh one that I somehow missed off the list, but luckily was reminded, player at tournament. Um, anyone got anything down for it already? Neymar. I mean, because Brazil are winning. He's been in. He's been, <laughs> he's been in really good form as well, hasn't he? Yeah, oh. and because he now plays a more central role as well for Brazil, he doesn't play out on the wing. He plays in behind the striker with Rafinha and weirdly Lucas Paqueta out on the left wing. Yeah. Will Anthony uh, not get a start on the other wing? Uh, no, uh, well, from from looking at Brazil's other uh, like previous games, it's been Rafinha that's played on the right mostly for him. Mm. Like Anthony, I think he's coming. He, well, obviously he's coming back from an injury. He he will play our game in the group stage, you know, when they've already qualified. Mm. But it's mainly going to be Rafinha. I know that they both like to play on the right, but I would have thought that you'd just go with one of them on the left. <laughs> Well, the thing is, you've got Vinicius Junior as well. So. Yeah, oh yeah, I suppose, and he's fucking amazing. So, no, that's fair enough. <laughs> um, I've gone a little bit outside top of the expected players, but not radically so. I've gone with Yuri Tielemans. That I would say that's pretty radically so. If you get that right, that's fucking really good shout. Like just someone who is again having a fantastic run of football at the moment. Is playing in a good team, and I think could be very creative for them. Yeah, uh, it's mine's same logic as Alex. Unfortunately, I think Argentina are winning it, so messy. Like, I can't, there's no real way around doing that. Sorry, I don't know if you saw there was um, Sergio Aguero posted a video of him traveling out to the World Cup, and he sat clearly in business class, and the Brazil fans are stood in the aisle screaming, shouting, and playing instruments. Yeah. He did not look impressed. No, but they uh, they, they know how to they know how to do an atmosphere Brazil. <laughs> should be I, I, listen, at the Maracanã, fantastic. On a seven four seven, not so much. 
<laughs> Mind you, I, there was that there was a video going on on Twitter today of a Ryanair flight landing that was a pretty sketchy landing. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, don't say that. We've just booked one. Yeah. Well, if it happens, there's no we can do about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's nothing um, we can do about it, but they might change it. Yeah, um, young player of the tournament for this one, I do know what I'm going for because I think he'll. I don't know if he'll necessarily start the first game, but he might, and I think he'll definitely get in and get his place. I've gone for Jamal Musiala. Great shot. Um, I think I think he'll. I just from what I've seen of him, he just looks like a fucking world beater. I'm, I'm again gonna play it relatively safe with this one. I'm gonna say Jude Bellingham. Yeah, fair enough. I think I believe that we've just picked the top two in the betting there, to be honest, mate. Yeah. <laughs> and again, Casey, that was also mine, was Jude Bellingham. Um You can go for the same thing, it's fine. I know, but it, I know, but it's just it's not as it's not as fun, is it? And I know like if I, that if, pointless tension. And if I, if I was going to pick the third best, it'd be Pedri. And there's no point because he's going out in the groups. <laughs> um, Have Japan got any so... good young players? Yes, uh, they, they, they did. They had this. They had this really good young centre mid, and then he went to lead them, ruined his career. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head, so yeah, I will just go with Bellingham because I think I think it not only will he be the young player of the tournament, I think he'll be our player of the tournament as well. Yeah. Um, right, we've got two team ones. By the way, I've done fifteen each for player at tournament and young player. Uh, most goals for team for a team. I'm gonna go. Because it's sort of already based around who you think is going to win it, I'll only go 10 and 5 for second. For the logic I said earlier about how I think they're going to smash their group, I'm going for the Netherlands. Because I think they're going to get a big head start at the start of the tournament with a load of goals. Uh, this is one that I didn't actually have wrote down. Um, so... I mean, I, I know which I, one I was going to go for before I had my theory about the group stage, and I reckon at least one of you will go for that. I think I think I'll I'll take who I think is winning it, and I'll say Brazil. Yep, that's who I was going to go for until I had my theory. Sorry, I've, I've completely tuned out as well. Looking through things, is it? Yeah. Are we just saying the team to score the most. Team to score the most goals, and the uh, the next one will be team to concede the fewest. It could be the same answer then. Uh, I'll go hey. Germany. Germ Germany for most. Oh, you're going yeah. Germany for both. <laughs> I'll have a thing. I'll have a thing. I'll, I'll put, you know, I'll put in that 45 seconds of research and see what else I can come up with. Yeah, I mean, um, it's the, the the fewest is the one that's weird, and I'm going because we're so goddamn negative. I'm going for England. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that means that we're going to win it or anything. I just, like, we didn't concede a single goal from open play in the Euros. Yeah. I, I know we've, I know we were terrible in the Nations League, but I don't think we're going to concede many. But I could see us going out in, like, the last 16 or, the, you know, after a nil-nil after 120 minutes on penalties. 
<laughs> so, uh, <laughs> heartbreak again. Um, when, when you look at it, Gareth, I, thinking it's okay, you can take Harry Kane off, it's fine. You well, Jack, you've picked them for the most goals, but I've got them for the most cliches. I, I think Netherlands will. I've got a feeling Netherlands are going to be that team that don't concede at all in the groups, walk through the last 16 without conceding, and then lose like 1 0 in the quarterfinal. Like the only goal they concede is the goal that knocks them out. It's very positive. To be honest, I was looking at the Dutch team and I honestly, I nearly went for him to win the whole thing. If Van Dyke was playing like Van Dyke uh, like three years ago, then I really, then I think I'd have probably ended up going for him because I just yeah, think that squad, right. I, I just think that squad's really good. And they've got Nathan Ake. Yeah. Um, just looking through there. I just, I'm just looking at the groups now, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with a team that I think, it, again, probably isn't gonna go. I don't know if they'll even get out of the group stage, but I think they'll go out, you know, barely conceding. And I'm gonna say South Korea. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I, I, I think, they, were, they might go out after three games, but have only conceded one or two goals in those three games. They've got three points from three draws and two of the nil nils and. <laughs> Well, well, what? Um, oh, what's that Napoli centre back name? Kim Min Jae or something like yeah. that. Yeah, he's quality. Like, in fact, actually, I don't know how old he is, but he could be in contention for young player of the tournament if South Korea get far. I will check, but I think he's older than that. He's uh... yeah, twenty six. Ah, yeah, he's enough. too old. But I, I wasn't one hundred percent sure. A lot older than that. Yeah, what? tough paper, tough paper round, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> I looked, I looked at a picture of him. And went, oh, he's definitely not a young player. The oh, only twenty six. Yeah. yeah, but if I showed you seventeen year old Diego Costa, yeah, I mean when he looked fifty, <laughs> um, right. This one, I think that this is a fair point system, but let me know if you don't. I've done this for both total goals in the t- competition and total cards. Fifty, if you're dead on. 25 within one, 15 within three, 10 within five, and five within 10. Um, it's when I at first was going for 150, and then when I sort of looked at the rough numbers, there isn't actually like staggering amounts of variance in the number of goals. Uh, going back, um, have you already got numbers written down? I do, for what it's worth, on this one, it's one of the only ones that I've actually looked anything up. Uh, yeah. I have, but I'm going to revise my my number as well. Off, I'm just looking at the uh, the total number of yellow cards from the last tournament. And yeah. well, we'll, am, we'll go I'm, with I'm, a... over, I'm over a hundred off. Well, uh, do you want to do cards first or goals first? Uh, go goals. I've, I've I've put more research into that one. Uh, goals. I am going to go with a hundred and sixty. I think when I looked at the the rec- or last year, uh, the last World Cup, it was 169 goals, if I remember rightly. So yeah, so 2014 was 171. 2010, I think, was lower. I can't remember by how much. Yeah, 145. So I've gone 160. Uh, I'm going over the previous, and I'm going 178. Oh, and Alex, 
Uh, and I'm going 144. Oh, so on the low end. And then the harder one to do research for, because the only one that I could find like definite numbers for were last year and 2006, which I believe was the record. But the uh, total number of cards. Luckily, it'll be easy to find at the time because someone will just post it. Twitter exists now. It'll be everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? The, so the numbers I've got here from the 2018 World Cup, it was 219 yellow cards and four red cards. Uh, two, two, three. This is pretty impressive as well because it, it's got a number of statistics, including the fastest yellow card from kickoff, uh, the latest yellow card in a game, and the first yellow card of the tournament. Well, we just said that was 224 in their 64 matches, right? Hmm. In 2006, it was 345. Ooh. <laughs> I'll, I'll Which... tell you now, the original number I had written down before I looked into this was 107. So <laughs> that, that 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 feels low. So I, I have added a hundred to that and I've gone two hundred and seven. You've gone two oh seven. I think that this one uh is gonna be a little bit lower. I've gone for one eighty six. And I've gone ten more than you and gone one ninety six. Fair enough. Um should I change mine to two hundred and six just just to make it a bit tidier? <laughs> no, we don't do things like that around here. It's an honest to God competition, damn it. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of, this is also, this is sort of related to the total goals. Um, this doesn't include penalty shootouts. Penalties awarded and penalties scored. Um. As I frantically Google to see if these numbers come up. I was going to say, because the ones I've, the numbers I've put down, I feel now might be quite low for a 64 what? game on. Right. I think that um, I will let you reserve. I, I have found them for 2018, so I'll let you reserve the right to change them after I say it, but I want to wear your numbers first. Because <laughs> I think it'd be funny. <laughs> This is going to be it. So I've got seven given and five scored. Seven given and five scored. And that's in 64 matches because that's how many World Cup games. Remember, this, is... we're living in a VAR world now as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I did not even consider VAR in this. <laughs> well, um, uh, no, we had VAR at the 2018. Oh, no, just, yeah, no, a, I just for, didn't for think the, about for his numbers. I was reminding him that we live in a VAR world. Um. I, I, I'm going to say now. I have no idea. I'm, I'm going to go seventeen given and twelve scored. Uh, that's a bit closer to mine. I've got nineteen given and thirteen scored. Uh, for what it's worth, I can now look at this tab of 2018 World Cup statistics. Uh, there were 29 awarded and 22 scored. We've all gone low then. But you know what? Uh, 2014, uh, 20, 20, 13 given, 12 scored. 2010, 15 given, 9 scored. Again, spot the tournament where VAR was introduced. Yeah, I think that the one from last... I'm actually quite happy with my number now that I've read all them. Because I think that the... 
2018, like there were so many given for shirt pulls at corners and stuff like that. Did, did, again, wasn't that how England got two penalties against Panama? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll stick with that. Why not? I'm going to say, I, I, I feel like I'd be cheating now. So, yeah, fuck it. I'll stick with seven and five. Cool. Well, um, I'd say that 25 dead on, 10 within two, five within four for both categories. Uh, and the number of own goals, which is a 10 and five if you get within two. I, I'm not looking into this. Nine. Uh, well, I'm sort of doing it based... I'm going to do mine basically based off the number of goals. If there's mm. 160 goals, what do you reckon... One in 25. I'm going to say seven on goals. Uh, I've got six. six right. All similar numbers. I will now look at the tabs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for what it's worth, in 2018, there was 12. There was five in 2014. There was only two in 2010. Do you think the, the dubious goal panel is just getting more and more involved in the World Cup? Uh, maybe so. Although they obviously don't exist anymore because Ben Davies still has that goal against Leeds, but it's clearly an own goal. Yeah. Uh, the second to last one of his big group, but the last one where I definitely know how many points it's for, let's say 15. How far do England go? I have... Hedging my bets today because as I went on Paddy Power, England had boosted odds of seven to one to get to the final, so I put some money on that. Hmm. Uh, but I have gone for semi-finals. Because um, Gareth's going to cautiously tiptoe us there. Heartbreaking penalty loss in the last sixteen. CKC semi-final. That's where you're wrong. That's where England beat Japan. To get to the final, <laughs> <laughs> I I do, I, I, the Nations League didn't fill me with hope, but I do think we have got a good squad. I am going to say we got I am relegated. Say final. <laughs> but but jingoism, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to say final. Final. It's like if, if, if you ask me, to, if, you know, if we turn this into a, a, a full-on, you know, twenty-five minute, half-hour sit-down conversation about about England tactically and how we feel about them, we've oh, to it's talk very, about, it's we've very to talk petty. about the Iran game yet, so we might yet do that. Yeah, and, you know, I feel very, <laughs> I, feel, I feel very pessimistic overall. But come on, England semi-finals. What are Japan winning? Well. <laughs> And to be honest, if Japan if Japan get past England, I do want them to win it. That'd be it's a great the, final, Japan versus Brazil. The Cinderella story. And then <laughs> the last one that is other than actually just predicting games. One that we did for this season that I did shamelessly nick from the football ramble, uh, which is just some notable mad shit that you just think is going to happen. Uh, as an example, I'll find the ones that me and KC went for. Uh, I went. I actually had two, and I had to pick one. 
And I went for All Elite Wrestling running angle at halftime of a home match at Fulham. But my other my my other ones that I didn't go for were Cristiano Ronaldo to sign for Newcastle in January, which I still think might happen. It's likely, even likely. <laughs> and Erling Haaland score six in a match, but I didn't go. But I had to pick one. KC's, of course, this led to them winning at Ellen Road. Fulham don't win an away game all season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, and I do have one already for this. I have. There is outrage in the country of Qatar when during a celebration one player kisses another. <laughs> oh, it's dangerous territory, this. I think, I genuinely think something like that is going to happen and that it's going to be like a low level international incident. I mean, I'm not, I know this is very much a, a, a comedy conversation, but I, and I don't want to make this like sound like I'm joking about it. There's every chance there is some sort of terrorist incident at this tournament. I like. Oh, I mean, there's, it... there's a lot of issues with the countries in that region within themselves. Um, you know, I, it wouldn't. No, I'm not. I'm not going to get to blaming direct nations, but I, there are certain countries who would definitely like to see Qatar have some sort of international incident against it's... them. So is that your pick, Kizzy? Some sort of terrorist incident? No, that's not my, that's not my pick. <laughs> <laughs> because if that happens, I don't want to be the person that was asked details about my prediction. And you don't want to be like, hell, Casey. You, you just say going, oh my God, and something awful happens and Casey's just there going, 20 points. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be hauled in by the police and asked, interrogated about it, like, yeah. ask what I know. Um, so I went with a much more minor incident of uh, the wrong player getting sent off for a, for an incident. Uh, in brackets, you can also add that it's an African player that it happens to. Player sent off for mistaken identity. Yes. Uh, because of VAR, I will also... I think we should also count that if they do it and then VAR hmm. switches and... If the referee does it. Yeah, I, w- I want it known uh, specifically an African player because I think it will also be classed as some sort of racist incident. Fair enough. I think it's. I think it probably can be made to... Be, Twitter will be able to make it a racist incident no matter who it is. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, Kieran Gibbs and, uh, and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain pretty much look the same and, and look what happened there. So. Yeah, I mean, that, that must be what they must do. I mean, there's no other explanation. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, Alex, have you got any random mad shit? But yeah, I've got a bit. I've got for Portugal to do at France, but not to what, turn like, on mutiny. the coach. <laughs> but not to turn on the coach to turn on Ronaldo. Is that led by Bruno Fernandes by any chance? Just basically for Portugal to just turn around and basically be like, we're not playing. If he's playing, yeah, I'll put I'll put it down as Portugal mutiny against Ronaldo. If if it happened, just a like massive player revolt, where they nearly go on strike or something, we'd probably give you it. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah I, there's the videos of him and like him and João Cancelo apparently have had the bust up in training already. Uh, the frosty, uh, the frosty reception that uh, Bruno Fernandes gave him when he turned up. Which I mean is gonna happen. 
Diego Dallo likes him, so you know he's got one friend there. But uh, I really yeah. help when he I really helps when he sits down for his first meal with a team that someone brings him a plate of beans on toast. Mm. Mind games from Harry Maguire. No, <laughs> al- <laughs> alphabet biscuit uh, spaghetti with biscuit biscuit. <laughs> 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 yes, <laughs> Alex Benison, who is who is looking rough for his three years old, but he... <laughs> uh, right. um, so yeah, that is all of them. We will obviously come back to them after the tournament, see how we do. Seeing as I've gone last sixteen and you know to a semi final and final, we're definitely going out in the quarters. Uh, we will do scores for the free game for the basically the first four games that were all meant to be on Monday but now obviously one of them's tomorrow. Um and then like we'll look at when is convenient and stuff and we will just tweet out score predictions for the ones where we're uh, where we're not actually there where we haven't done the podcast or anything. So we begin four o'clock tomorrow when unfortunately I am working but I will still be out to watch it. Um, with the very deserving and not at all in any way dodgy, nothing dodgy happens, shut up what you're talking about, hosts, Qatar taking on Ecuador. Um, well, I, I suppose if you were going to go specifically, it's a, a 1-0 Qatar win with a goal in the second half. If, uh... Yeah, that, that would be the tweet, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um... You know what? I genuinely think Qatar win this. I think I think they come away with a 2-1 win. 2-1 two, one to Qatar. I will need to format these cells because when I put in 1-2, it's done, it's done a date. <laughs> uh, I am going also... I'm, I'm going for 2-1 to Ecuador. Uh, I'm going 2-0 Ecuador. 2-0 Ecuador. But I will have to format these because it's just otherwise it will keep doing that. It's very, very annoying. Um, yeah, it's do you think that have you got any legitimate worries about the uh how on the straight and narrow and on the up and up this will be? Because like as much as I really, really enjoyed it as a kid and I loved South Korea's run. When you go back and watch that, it's iffy. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, Jack. That was just <laughs> the two host nations having very good runs in that tournament. Uh, and, and, uh, Tur- uh, and Turkey reaching the semi-finals. I've, I've not put any sort of thought into to that side of things when I've done my predictions there is a part of me that thinks it could happen um, but I'm not sure not with not with what's happened recently with certain like FIFA officials and things coming out and publicly saying that they think it was a mistake now you know eight years down the line after giving them it it's now a mistake yeah it's a um I, there is that thing that's just like, yeah, but would it really shock me if something weird happened? And truth is, I just don't think it would. Uh, like, 
I reckon I'll be I'll be looking at what price a Qatar penalty is. Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, we will skip over England Iran because we'll talk about that after because uh, that is obviously the main one from our point of view. Uh, so Senegal and the Netherlands. Like you say, I, th- I think Senegal. Uh, sorry, I think Netherlands could make a, a real statement by opening up and knocking Senegal about a bit here. Um, so I'm going to say they start with a 3 0 win for Netherlands. 0 uh, 3. Um, for what it's worth, I am going sim. I am going similar. Uh, literally the same. <laughs> That's is what I'm Very going. Very similar. Yeah, 0 3. I was I was thinking about going to four. But no, I think I'll stick it. I think I'll stick. Well, it don't because I am. I am going for nil. <laughs> Jesus, uh, <laughs> I lose Sadio Mane and we lose all faith. The thing is, this that's still a Senegal side that's got Edouard Mendy in goal and Koulibaly at centre back. And I think is it Thiago Dalla? Not Thiago Dalla. Is it Thiago Dalla? Who's the Who's the one that used to play at PSG? Um, all the. Dallo or Diallo? Uh, Diallo. Is it Abdu? Yeah, and I'm assuming that I'm assuming that Ibrahima Diallo from Southampton is also because he he is brother. Yeah, he's his brother, but he's more transitions to be a a winger, isn't he? Or Um, in fact, might be left back. I don't think he's in the squad. Um, Um, But yeah, there's there's got some good players. And then lastly. This game involves someone who I nearly went for for my underachievers. And just because I think that it might go... I've, I've just got this feeling that it's going to go badly. USA v Wales, and I'm going for 3-1 to the USA. Yeah, I think this could be another one where I think the USA... That, like, that's... That USA squad is a, is a very good squad and, and still quite young as well. Like yeah. I don't think this will quite be the tournament for them, but if they keep this sort of group of players together, maybe are able to add one or more, one or two more to it. Mm. Like I think they could be a decent shout for the next World Cup of yeah. sort of making headways. Uh, but I'm going to go for I'm going to go with the USA two uh, 0 win. Two 0 USA and Alex. Uh, I'm going for a one all draw. Dan James to the rescue. Yeah, um, I have. It's just a weird feeling. It's like you know, like uh, at the Euros when everyone thought Turkey was going were going to be decent, and then they were abysmal. Mm. I think my pick to be like that this year is Wales. I just think it's not going to work. I, See, I, I, I think that then you know, like a lot of their players don't play every week. I think it's really going to tell in these conditions. Yeah. Well, they, they they had a they were scheduled to do a training session at like one o'clock, and said, "Oh, it was too hot for the players, so they changed it to four o'clock." But obviously, you can't change your game times out there. So, whether you train at one or play a game at one, you're gonna have to do it at some point. So, the players that haven't played week in week out are going to struggle in this tournament. Well, I think I think you look at in terms of. I'll say like technical quality, who you would pick out as as Wales' best players, and and at this point it's still Gareth Bale and you know Aaron Ramsey, who are you know combined age of over seventy now. 
Um, Keep them all. Like, yeah, there's there's a lot of uninspiring names in there. You know, when your team's filled out with with you know second choice players in the Premier League or Championship yeah. players, and Kiefer Moore, who sort of falls in between those two categories. Um, I think when when we were coming back, I think we were coming back from football when the Wales squad was announced, and we were just going through it, just like Chris Gunter. Jesus Christ, how old is Chris Gunter? Yeah, it'll be an interesting one. I just, I just don't fancy him this time. And I mean, Bale is Bale. Yeah, he can't run like he used to, but he still might just pull some out of nowhere. I mean, it's, that's because of them managing to nick the MLS Cup, the MLS final right at the end. Uh, it's still true that the only season he hasn't won a trophy since he left Spurs was that season he had on loan at Spurs. Like he, he still pops up in big moments. He still. When it when he needs to, so there is always a chance, but I just don't think they're going to do well. That, that's the thing I hadn't noticed, and I'm not even assuming that he's going to play that much. But the Chris Gunter's at Wimbledon. Is, is Chris Gunter is... actually still in the squad? Because that's hard to believe. Yeah, yeah he's in. Yeah, he got, yeah, he's, yeah, he got announced. Thirty-three-year-old Chris Gunter is there. This, this, him uh, and, um, oh, what's that? Is it Johnny Johnny Williams that? I think he's at yeah. Portsmouth now. Yeah, he he's John, like Johnny Williams really talented, but he's been he's been injured for like half his career. Yeah, it's like Johnny Williams at Swindon, Joe uh, Joe Morell at Portsmouth, Matt Smith at MK Dons, um, and then Ethan Ampadu at Spezia. Yeah, so. which was a weird move. I'm just glad he's getting game time because I like him. Um, I must have it, but for what it's worth, I think Wales are going to do badly. I hope to be wrong. I I would like the two teams to get that get out of the group to be England and Wales, but I just don't think that's where it's going to be. Um, yeah, I know. I know you just said then that like people have been you. Everyone seems to have that dark horse, which was Turkey in the Euros, and mm. just didn't happen. I feel like this year everyone seems to have leaned towards Denmark as well. I was going. I was going like to say that's, that's the one everyone's going for. And I feel like that's going to be in the same vein as Turkey that they're probably going to struggle. Well, it's, listen, I, I think if, if Denmark really believe what they say, that they are actually just not going to turn up for games, refuse, um. to, refuse <laughs> to actually play in the tournament. Uh, you know, a one-team in Tallinn situation. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was just having a look down at the bottom to see if... If it says a lot that Qatar are not the longest price for the World Cup, Costa Rica and Saudi Arabia are. Yeah. Qatar got beat by Linfield not long ago. <laughs> semi final, semi final. Here they come. So just to finish us off, England v Iran, Monday one o'clock. Uh, KC, you're working out, you? Yep. Um... The one good thing of being in charge of my own schedule, though, is that I might be busy during that time. Yeah, and unable to, and unable to support the kids. Yeah, the kids will want to watch the game, uh, and we—I believe we're watching it in the pub, aren't we, Alex? Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, so, will he pick a back five even in this? Yes, absolutely, he, he will, and I think he should. Because Kirosh is famously negative. And when he's oh. a big underdog, he's going to be even more negative. 
so Gareth's going to look at him thinking, we'll show you negative. <laughs> Six at the back. Uh, Declan Rice can drop it. Yeah. <laughs> so, thing number one, I think this is not going to be a very good game. No. <laughs> Do you think any of the England games are going to be good games? Um, yeah, there might Wales. be. Yeah, Wales probably will be. Uh, USA, uh, I think, just... probably will be as well, actually. Uh, you say you say the, the semi-final versus Japan is going to be great. Yeah. You say the Wales one, but I, 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 it's probably a bit of a harsh comparison. But I think back to Scotland at the uh, at the Euros and how abysmal that game was. Oh yeah, that was dreadful. Um, right. That that was very negative from England as well. <laughs> so if we're thinking it's a five, uh, do you think is there anything like unexpected you think we might see in terms of a starting lineup? I feel like if you're going to play one or two in a game to to rest players for an extra game, this is probably the game to do it in. I know it's the first one. Um, I mean, if it's a back five... Um, uh, we'll just sort of go through a side and see if anyone disagrees. You know, I'm assuming we all think it'll be Pickford in goal. Yeah, um, although... I'd, 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 yeah. I think it should be Ramsdale, but that's not going to happen. No. Uh, Trippier, right wing back? I, yeah, I would well, say so on form, but for the first game, I think he might go with Trent. Yeah, like I said, if, if, if you're going to play someone who I don't think is going to play most of the games, this, this is probably the game to do it. And it um, yeah. I think this might be the game to play Trent out, actually, now you say that. I don't think that'd be a bad idea, because in theory, he wouldn't... In this game, your wing-backs shouldn't have much defensive responsibility whatsoever. They're basically wingers. So I think playing Trent would be fair enough, but I think it will be trippier. Uh, is Kyle Walker fit enough to start, do we know? I don't oh. know, but I don't think he risks him anyway. In, no. that, case, in that case, Ben White, right centre-back? Yeah, I, yeah, for me, I, I'll go through all three centre backs. I think it's White, Stones, and Maguire. Uh, yeah, that I was just basically wondering whether it would be Walker, Stones, Maguire, or White, Stones, Maguire. Um, but yeah, if yeah. he's not hundred percent fit yet, you probably shouldn't bother risking him. You might as well leave him for game two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Luke Shaw left wing back because he's the only actual left wing back in the squad. Yep. Nah, no trip here. <laughs> Don't rule it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, midfield two, Rice and Bellingham. Yeah, I think so for this yeah. one. Uh, the, again, the only other one I'd, I'd see him risking potentially starting would be Conor Gallagher, and I don't think he does. No, I mean in this again in this game because there's not as much defensive responsibility. There's an argument for playing Mount in there, but I don't think it will. Uh, and then front three, obviously it's Kane up top. <sighs> Sterling's been so out of form, but Southgate loves him, so Sterling and Foden. I think I think he'll go Saka. I think with with which game. one with Sterling or with Foden? Oh, Sterling and Saka. Stone Saka. I think for this Iran game, he might go Saka Mount. Yeah, I mean, possibly he has definitely played Mount there. 
Uh, I mean, was it the it was the Germany game, wasn't it? In the in the Nations League, where he brought both Saka and Mount on, and that's when we decided that oh, we're actually going to start playing a little bit of football. Yeah. I, I, enjoy, I really enjoyed that game because I missed most of it and when I got home England started scoring it was brilliant oh, so you turned on for the second half yeah <laughs> but I, I think I, I think Saka's played he's played well for this for this Arsenal side and obviously he's a, he's a big vocal point for, the, for their team maybe not as big as a vocal point as some of the other players but you know English bias he is portrayed as being quite a big influence for them but I think he's played himself into a position now where I think he is our starting right winger overall in fact actually there's an argument that for this Iran game it ends up being Saka and Rashford could be yeah yeah well I suppose if if your wing backs are really pushing on and playing wide having inside forwards as your wingers that really want to attack is not a bad idea at all, really. Mm. See, like it, I could have, I could have seen if we'd have, if he'd have stayed fit, that this would be potentially the game that Madison plays. Um, but I think he figures in as. I know it's probably not his, his best position, but he'd come in for Sterling, maybe. Mm. But, yeah, yeah, potentially. Bad, bad sounds of things. I don't think he'll be. He'll be up to start in this one. Uh, I don't know if you've had uh, much of a look because there isn't. I mean, we're not going to pretend to know a great deal about it. But have you had much of a look at Iran's squads? They've got yeah. two very decent strikers. Yeah, Sir Dal Asmoon has been. He scored quite a lot of goals, and I'm assuming I'm assuming that Taremi is some good, judging by his record. But I haven't really watched him. I'm surprised Ali Day he's not come out of retirement to uh, try and reclaim his. His all-time international goal-scoring record. Yeah. Speaking of Ali Dai, there's a. It'll be very interesting before the game to see if Iran's players sing the anthem or anything like that, because there's all of those protests going on, and the football team have been quite vocal. It's yeah, from from the stuff I've been listening to, and again, I can't, I can't say to be so well read on it, but um, the Iranian fans have, have not been happy with the way that the players have reacted to. I don't, I don't know if you want to call it a revolution or, or what's happening there at the moment, but it's probably um, the closest thing we've seen since like the Arab Spring, isn't it? It's yeah. Uh, but yeah. Ali Dai has been quite vocally supportive. Just that's what reminded me. Mm. Him and um, yeah, there, there's been a few ex-footballers that have done it because they've, and I think it's you know a side effect of the world getting smaller. They've gone around the world and seen that women being allowed to have the hair out and stuff isn't actually a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, there's um yeah, that Asmoon would be the main one. Ali Karimi, he's a he's a pretty decent player from what I've seen of him before. And that uh Godosh that's at Brentford. Yeah, is he is he a left left winger, left mid? From what I remember anyway. Yeah, he, he can he, he definitely has but when I've seen him he was playing wide. I mean, Karimi played, um, like, it wasn't... The main reason that I know he's some good is that sad thing of he used to be good on FM. <laughs> like, like, uh, and uh, they've also got Alreza Yahambach, who uh, he was at Brighton, money for a couple of years. 
It's yeah. got that lovely overhead kick. Yeah. Uh, so he, he was pretty decent. I don't really know about any of the defenders from having a look or the goalkeepers for that matter. No. But no, I mean, like, there's, there's, as it sounds really, you know, we'll go England all very much jingoism and stuff, but it doesn't really matter what Iran play. England should beat Iran if they play out like. It's just yeah. true. I, I, honestly, and I know, I don't know, I know we're all a bit down on, on England compared to the, where we were for the Euros, but th- that team should be put out to attack and, you know, there's no reason why that group of players shouldn't be scoring three, four, five goals against Iran. Like you just look, you just look at the list of players that Iran have, and it and it's no disrespect to them, but the, comparatively, where most of them play, you know, a number of their players have repre- you know, playing for AEK Athens and and sort of clubs of that ilk who are decent, but yeah, you know, you, you're talking about a team full of players who play in the Champions League every week. The the problem will be them from set pieces, and I think that's where we'll struggle. That's why I'm going to get Maguire back in. Yeah. So one thing uh, I back him to do quite well, actually. Score on goals. L- listen, he's going into this <laughs> tournament as our third top scorer. So don't do not slag that man up. <laughs> If, if, he, if, if, he fa- for, if he scores for England, I'll give him beans on toast myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, obviously, we've gone quite long, which I knew we would do for this one, to be fair, because there's no way around it. Um, well, there is. Predict fewer things, but I didn't want to. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, final thing for today, uh, prediction for England v Iran. England 5, Iran 1. Negative Southgate, eh? Well, I'm hoping at some point the players just go, you know what, sod this. Uh, I'm going to say, I do think Iran will score. I think we'll go, I'm going to go 3-1 after we've been 1-0 behind. Uh, well, that's just 3-1, but we'll keep in mind that you said that we'll go behind <laughs> because obviously if that happens. Uh, I, I've gone 2-0 England. Um, I was thinking I was gonna go for one nil, but I think it'll probably be a dour crap game, nil nil at half time. I think we'll get one, and then I think we'll get another one later on when Iran sort of have to have a go to try and get back into it. I think we'll catch them at the end. I can't wait if Callum Wilson's come on to save the day. Yeah, no, no, the uh, the savior will be um, the savior will be two. Well, not even two years, but will be a too late version. Of as much as I don't like the guy very much, I think Jack Greeley should be the saviour in this one. Maybe combined with James Madison, <laughs> who gets thrown on with like ten minutes left. <laughs> Go do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah a nice, nice, really boring opening game for England. I mean, it's really lucky that we're able to watch it with a pint. Yep, it's it's a good job I don't drink really. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. We actually we mentioned that on the last one of the Leeds podcast that we did before this. It's not that they've banned drinking; it's that they've had it for twelve years and done it two days before the tournament started. That's the problem. 
And if they do that, when they said, oh, no, gay people will be perfectly safe here. Yeah, but will they, though? <laughs> that's more what the issue is. <laughs> I think it's one of the things that's really wound me up on Twitter is, is the people who, who defend it going, look, this is this is their culture and, and you know, that you've got to respect that. And it's like, I fully respect that. And if they'd have said that from day dot, then grand, that was the tournament. But to say one, actually, no, you have to follow our rules. And we can't do it that way. Unless you pay £19,000 for a corporate hospitality ticket, then, you know, then you can yeah. have a drink in the stadium, which isn't in, which isn't at all a hypocritical belief to have. Yeah, because as we all know, if you've got a load of money, God's not watching. It's, 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 yeah, it's, that's the thing that really bothers me about this is the people go, look, this, you know, this is this, this is our religious beliefs. And, and look, I, I can't say I've read a lot of religious material, but I don't remember the part where... You know, God. Well, to say God. Um, no, it's the same. Yeah. It's the same one. Yeah. <laughs> Where God said to them, "Guys, whoa, whoa, you can't have a drink unless you've earned enough." Yeah. Working I, class I stiffs. No, it's not for you. I haven't seen Australia's squad in full, but that's a transition. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> of drinking, no, because they've they, they've got the. I don't know if he's the only open, openly gay professional footballer. Oh, I don't believe. I, I don't think he's good enough to get in the squad. I don't think he's even. Close I was going to say. I don't know if he. I don't know if they picked him. What's his What's his name? Not. Is it like Josh? Josh. Josh Calvillo, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Is Is it Adelaide? It's either Adelaide or Newcastle Jets. Yeah. That I think he plays for. Josh um, Cavallo, luckily, because obviously that was very newsworthy. As soon as I put in Josh C, it came up. Um, but as far as I'm aware, he's not in the squad. He has one under 20 cap, so I severely doubt he's in the squad. Fair enough. Um, Balls so, move from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I mean, it's like the political version of taking Theo Walcott in 2006. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite sure if that tracks to be honest. Am I saying anything about Theo Walcott? Who knows? <laughs> um, wait. So yeah, that has been a fairly long podcast. We will be. I don't know which day we'll be back. We'll just see what one works out. All I know is it probably won't be Thursday unless it's very early. And oh no, yeah, KC is having surgery on Thursday. It won't be Thursday at all. <laughs> no, but Thursday, I'll add that to the list of things I can't do on Thursday now. Yeah. Can uh, like switch on on <laughs> Thursday? Can't do that. Can you do the World Cup quiz? Not a chance. Now, uh, well, then Can maybe... you roll out of bed on your own? No. There might be one, if things worked out, then there might be an earlier one, but maybe Friday or Saturday in that case then. Uh, when is England's next game after the Monday? Friday. And we should... Uh, what time kickoff is it? Seven o'clock. Uh, are you working that day, Alex? Uh, yeah, but well far. I, I know this is planning on the fly. Are, are you both working Thursday morning? I'm not working. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm off in the morning. Well, all I can say is we will be back before the England game. 
whether that's just two of us, which it sounds like it might be because this isn't going to work out easy. <laughs> Maybe it'll just be two of us. It's uh, nice any, having you, Alex. Any other predictions, I will get tweeted <laughs> out. I will probably ask KC Pays on the Thursday, so we might get a drugged-up version of them, and we'll see what happens with that, because that would be hilarious. <laughs> so uh, that will do us for episode 186 and the first one of this World Cup. I've been Jack. See you. I'm a KC. Have a good one. In a bit, guy. Wait, who are you? <laughs> He's Connie. <laughs> <laughs>